Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 9th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Today, we dive into a new book of Scripture. 2 John is the second letter we have in Scripture by the Apostle John. The Apostle John himself was the only apostle not to be martyred for his faith, and by surviving as long as he did after the resurrection, he leaves the church some important wisdom that they need as they establish themselves. Second and third John are most likely the last books of the Bible chronologically, and again written to the new churches in Asia Minor. Let me read our passage for us today. Pray, and then we will dive right into it. This is 2 John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The Elder, to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Let's pray together. Father, our Father, as we begin a new book of your holy scriptures, Lord, we come excited to see something new. Show us in your word today yourself. Amen. If you remember back to Monday's podcast as we were wrapping up 1 John, I mentioned that it would be important to remember how he ended that letter. As you know, he ended by giving us five truths that he thought were important for Christians to rest in and find assurance in. The last thing that John said was about how Christians should be assured that they know the truth. And that theme of truth runs all the way through the letter of 2 John. While it is a short letter, it is succinct and comprehensive. You'll notice that the letter begins by addressing both who the author is and who the audience is. The elder is what the author calls himself. And while John never names himself in this letter, virtually all scholars agree that both 2nd and 3rd John were written by the Apostle. As we go through this letter, you will see why. There is a lot of carryover from 1st John in this letter, and that just screams John, 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 John. As a person who commands respect and authority, the elder is writing to the elect lady and her children. As you should remember from 1st John, John is poetic when he writes, and so again, virtually all scholars agree that this is John's way of naming the church and its members. The elect and her children are the church and its members. So he says, The elder, to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. In these two verses, he uses the word truth three times. These first few verses of the letter are dominated by the words love and truth. In our passage today, notice how John says he loves them in the truth. In verse 2, he further clarifies that truth, the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. John's love is grounded in the truth of the gospel. That truth is permanent, unchanging, and eternal. I don't know about you, but for me, this is reassuring. If there's anything I need in my life right now, it's something that is steadfast and unchanging. And John starts his letter by telling us that the truth of God and the gospel abides in us and will be with us 
forever. My friends, today we start a new book of God's Word. And the first line is about loving in the truth and loving the truth. As we go today, let's examine ourselves and ask God to make us better lovers of the truth. For John, this is the foundation on which his love is built. And good for John, because if it is truly eternal, truly unchanging, and truly permanent, then that's the best kind of foundation to have. Do you know this truth? Does the truth of the gospel grip you and has it transformed your life? My friends, I beg you to consider even just these few words today from John. We make the claim that the truth of the gospel, that Jesus Christ came as the Son of God to die to redeem us, is the most permanent and unchanging truth in the cosmos. That's what Christianity builds its foundation on. And out of this truth flows the love that we share for one another and for God. Do you know this truth? This past weekend and the last few days, I've been really enjoying Psalm 139. So let's pray through that today as we close. O Lord, you are our Lord. This is the highest name above all names. You are above all, and yet you have searched us and known us. And you don't just know about us, you know us. You know when we sit down, you know when we rise, and even our thoughts are yours to see and discern. Everything we do, we do it before your face, O God, and you are well acquainted with all of our ways. You know how we will react in certain situations. You know exactly what makes us tick. You even know what we will say before the words leave our tongues. And even after knowing all these things, you hem us in from behind and before, and you lay your hand upon us. And Lord, just like David exclaims in verse 6, we also exclaim, such knowledge is too wonderful for us. It is high and we cannot attain it. That you would lay your hand upon us, even after knowing all that you do know about us. Behold, your hand shall lead us and your right hand shall hold us. How precious! Oh, how much we treasure you, O oh God! To know your thoughts by seeing them in your word, is there anything more wonderful? So as we go today, search us, O oh God. Know our hearts and see if there is anything grievous inside of them and then lead us in the way everlasting. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.